Smart politics for stupid times. Welcome to the unprecedented podcast with John Aravosis and Cliff Schechter. John, what a list there. I wasn't familiar with, how, you know, stuff. And that was Jimmy Kimmel. This is John Irvos. This is Cliff Schechter. Hello there, folks. Uh, hey, we are the Unprecedented Podcast. We are. We thought we'd start today with a clip because we have to fun. change the name at some point, though. We've discussed that. No, are we presidented now? I don't know. I mean, our mission was successful. We'll discuss. But let's it's, let's I know. Let's talk more. Let's talk about. Well, let's you go ahead, John. Tell people what we're going to talk about in general. And then let's get to that Jimmy Kimmel clip. Yeah, so we were going to start with the whole cancel culture thing tied in with uh, the voting suppression and the Jim Crow stuff. Um, lots of interesting uh, nuances there. A uh, little bit of an update on Matt Getz and his child sex trafficking <laughs> FBI investigation. And his, when you first said and his child, I was like, you mean Nestor? <laughs> yeah, Nestor. <laughs> um, uh, little updates on COVID too, good news. And uh and then maybe I don't know if we have anything else. There's there's a today's sort of lots of little topic days. Or day yes. day yeah. Singular. Summer's almost here. You know what that means. Backyard grill outs. Oh my yes. god. The president talked about July 4th. And the backyard grill out is not complete without Omaha steaks. Order this mouth-watering let's go grill package today, which includes four butcher cut filet mignons, four boneless pork chops, one pound of chicken breast, four kielbasa sausages, and so much more. OmahaSteaks.com. Type Stephanie in that search bar. You save over 45%. Plus, you get the tasty bonus of 12 ultra juicy Omaha Steaks burgers free. That is almost four pounds of free burgers, Chris. Whoa! To top it off, you also get $20 off on your first order. OMG. Here's to warmer days filled with fun family memories and epic backyard grill outs featuring the best steak of your life. Guaranteed by Omaha Steaks, the company that's been bringing people together for over 100 years. Go to omahasteaks.com. Use that code Stephanie in the search bar. For a limited time, you get 12 free Omaha Steaks burgers and $20 off on your first order at checkout. That is omahasteaks.com. The code is Stephanie. You're going to love everything at omahasteaks.com. Don't forget to type Stephanie in that search bar. Um, but yeah, so the Kimmel thing, I just thought was funny because it, I really hadn't realized there were that many companies. And the other interesting thing, Cliff, was well, people, well, real quick, people were tweeting People were tweeting today that uh, Stephen Miller had a meeting with Trump yesterday. And they showed added. Trump prominently <laughs> on two days after Trump called for a boycott of Diet Coke. There is a prominent picture of a can of Diet Coke sitting on Trump's desk. Well, you remember how he was going to march to the Capitol with everybody? Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. Just, I'll meet you there. Nothing. He's just, I mean, I'll that's be what I think. There. That's what I think drives so many of us crazy is just, it, you know, when it's like these these zombies that sit there and, and believe in this guy. Like, I understand falling for a smart fascist. I don't like it. But I, but I mean, like this guy, like it's transparently lies to your face about shit. And you're just like, all right. I mean, yeah. You know, what I think you didn't mention there, John, I could be wrong, but obviously the New York Times broke a whole scandal where the Trump Trump was ripping off all of his own people because they automatically, when you gave a donation, 
they automatically had it checked that you wanted to give a recurring monthly donation, right? You saw that, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John? He, had to re- yes. he, had to, he literally had to, to, uh, to return $22 million to people collectively he ripped off. But don't, it doesn't matter. It's like the Coke thing. Get rid of Diet Coke. Oh, wait, there's one on my desk. Like, yeah. the dude can lie, yeah. cheat, steal about everything, get caught again and again and again. These yeah. fucking people will still be like, yeah. Donald Trump's the best, yeah. man. No, the Coke is actually, I mean, if anything, it's the best example of late. Of just, what I like about Donald Trump, John, is, is he really tells the truth. You know, he just tells it like it is. Yeah. All right, go ahead. And he, and he, <laughs> he just lies like it is. But uh, the... um. The so what the the larger issue going on there is Major League Baseball has moved the All Star Game and maybe Cliff you can tell those of us who are American and don't care or foreigners and don't know uh, what is the Ball Star Ball Ball Star the All Star Game but the All Star Game in baseball has <laughs> that's been a whole different much- game you were talking about John All Star Game that's, that's the other podcast you do I think we- that's, that's right it's for the uh, the porn awards well we um, get Dan Savage back on we can talk about I won't say the Ball Star Game but uh, no the um, the game was moved uh, tell people what was the first i'm sorry what i mean is the game was okay. moved from atlanta to denver because of the new jim crow voting so laws. you actually are, are enlightening me uh, i knew they'd moved out of atlanta i didn't know they chose denver oh, they also. just announced denver yes oh very cool i, I saw that was it diane deget the jet who's the democratic congresswoman from there was was definitely pushing for it to move uh-huh. to denver um but i didn't okay well that's cool and obviously in a city and state that um does believe people should be able to vote. Um, so I, I want to give people context, a few quick things, and this isn't just baseball. It's just actually more of a political explainer. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> the quick baseball thing is, you know, sports have all-star games. The NBA does the NHL, right? You pick, usually fans vote, and this what, what takes place here for the most part. Some of the managers also help pick some of the secondary people that go, but you vote. And whoever you think are the best players go in the middle of the season in baseball, and you have a big all-star game. And everybody goes, they had it here in Cincinnati, and we went. I don't remember. So their, their team's literally made up of, of every team. Well, their team's made up of the best players on every, every team. team. That's okay. not always true because we let people vote. And kind of like how people sometimes vote for Donald Trump uh, and think that's the best choice for president, they often can make choices for – but it's generally the best players. Right. Uh, and that was going to take place in Atlanta. As you can imagine, that is a huge boon to any local economy. Right. You've got a lot of people traveling in. Um not it's all their favorite players in one spot. So that's exactly yeah. not to say that yeah. necessarily that feels like the best idea in our current times anyhow, but in any case, throw that aside. I think we're moving to a different place. I'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, we actually had, I had the first normal interaction over Easter with some family members where we were in a, a, a house with people that we don't live with. And I felt fully comfortable without a mask on for the first time. It was the strangest feeling because yeah. they're fully vaccinated and all that. But in any case, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but, um, uh, you see, you all travel to that game. But the, the things that I find hilarious that you point out there to say quickly is, first of all, if you listen to who Jimmy Kimmel mentioned there, and I think he mentioned all three of them, Donald Trump has now called for his people to boycott Major League Baseball, the National Basketball Association, and the National Football League. <laughs> right. So if you're a sports fan and you like Donald Trump, uh, yeah. I hope you like badminton. Yeah. Um, if you're a big fan of of competitive ping pong, you should be excited. It's just funny to me. He doesn't Second even like all, American women. What'd you say? He doesn't even like American women. That's a good point, too. Boycott you gotta, you gotta be Russian or Slavic. That's There's true. nothing about this country the man likes. No, he's a communist, clearly. Um, the, 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 the second part of that that's kind of funny is I, you will, and this mm-hmm. 
has been a big thing that bothers me as a big baseball fan. Um, you will have a hard time finding any group of people outside that would match baseball owners in terms of the percentage of money they give to Republicans versus Democrats. It's oh, ludicrous. Like really? 75%. They're off. They're people that got very rich doing something else, often something we would all hate. Like, Hey, I own a lot of oil wells, you know? Um, and I mean, a classic example is you all may remember some guy named George W. Bush. Remember him? Yeah. He owned a baseball team, the Texas Rangers. Um, some of you who live in Nebraska, you've got a governor named Ricketts. You may want to look into which family owns the Chicago Cubs. Oh, I remember just that. Give you, just to yes, give you two examples that. of the, the isn't it the bad Pritzkers or whatever who own the Cubs or something like that? Yeah, the Ricketts actually. I, I, they may be related to them, but there's the Ricketts, some bad Pritzkers too. I thought somewhat like there are the actually. Dark yes. side, yeah. I mean, uh, so I mean, you know, the Ricketts own the Tribune company. And all. I mean, the point being that, like. I, I mean, I don't know at what point Major League Baseball owners will, will, would be willing to speak out and say, fuck you, Donald Trump, or or to other Republicans, but they're biting the hand that literally feeds them. Right. I mean, <clears throat> if baseball owners lose money, less money goes to Republicans. Yeah. Um, yeah. But in any case, yeah, that was worth it. The, the, I mean, again, you know, and, and I'm not the first to point this out. I think some of the ex-Republicans, you know, talk about this incessantly, but like, there's just nothing that is honest about being a Republican anymore. No, you know? but they, they don't, they don't, I mean, we're, and we would sound like we're exaggerating. They don't stand for anything. There are no Nothing. actual beliefs. They had core beliefs before, maybe, but they don't have any core beliefs. I mean, they're they trying did, to and they, didn't, they weren't always honest, John, and they didn't always sort of stick up for those core beliefs. And there definitely were trade-offs. National defense. There was a yeah. core, whether yeah. you agreed with it or not, yeah. they wanted to balance the budget back in the old days. Right. They tried to do that. Um, right. Often, you know, it wasn't just cut taxes, cut taxes, you know, and, and who, who the hell cares about the budget, you know, in the well, past. Actually, you know, Cliff, but they did fuck around even with that. Right. On even even under Reagan. And that takes us back 50 years, practically. You're right. I they they let Reagan. Right. I mean, they let Reagan bust the budget. I mean, so like well, we remember every- George W. H. W. Bush first called it voodoo economics because. Yeah. When when that when that new tax cut philosophy came in, people like George H. W. Bush they believed in balancing the budget. But fine, then they believed in oh, cutting taxes. Maybe that's Bush something they still believe in. And Bush what? got in trouble. And Bush got yeah. in trouble for trying to balance the budget. Correct. <laughs> he did what, what he did what Eisenhower had done, and Nixon and Republicans before them, and got in trouble for it because yeah. now cutting taxes was the most. It just it's it's sort of a good history lesson in the beginning of the kind of irresponsibility in all policy. Yeah. Just cut taxes; it all yeah. solve itself. No, it won't. Um, and they're trying to get back to the budget stuff now, but I don't know what else. I guess, you know, actually, they're, they're trying to get back free to Free trade's another one. They once, whatever you agree with it or not, they believed in free trade and they pushed it. Then Trump came along. And it's like, oh, let's just throw that overboard. There's yeah. just, there's no core beliefs except for I'm angry because yeah. at X, because X supports my opponents. That's yeah. it. Yeah. If the corporations, you know, support the cultural goals of Democrats, they hate them. Yeah. You know, yeah. if, I mean, if you're uh, somebody who's a, who speaks out in favor of Democrats, even if you're a former Republican, even, you know, whoever you are, you're out. Like, right, you know, right. you're yesterday's news. Liz Cheney votes for uh, impeachment. She's from the fucking Cheney family, for Christ's sake. But right. to them, she's no longer a Republican. Like, all right. they have is anger and resentment, and there's just, there's nothing left. It's, it's, they'll, it's always had, they'll always have child sex trafficking. Yes, that, that's true. We that. don't stand for anything. <laughs> and QAnon um, and, and conspiracies. 
Well, then they'll have conspiracies about the stuff that they actually do. Right. Um, of course, well, I can't say. Of course, their conspiracy is about child sex trafficking. But in Matt Gates's case, eh, let's wait and see. Right. Well, and we know Donald Trump used to literally wander through uh, changing rooms of underage girls. Yeah. And nope, that was okay, too. Roy yeah. Moore called girls in trig class. Nope, that was okay, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we go on so even, even the conspiracy nuts aren't sincere. Right. And they are sincere, but they're not. They, they still are able to basically turn it on its head and, and credibly deny their own crazy beliefs. Because I think they are sincere. The, the QAnon people, I think they mean it. But but I when think it like comes anything else, Trump, some mean it and some are just using it for whatever, even the ones but... who do, though, the ones who do. You don't hear the ones who do coming out against Trump, like you said, Roy Moore no. or even now the stuff with Gates. We're the QAnon people saying, you know, we we disavow you, Matt Gates, even though it's an allegation. Nobody in the Biden administration. And let's hope this holds up. Uh, I think their checks, their security checks are somewhat better than Trump. So probably well has been arrested for sharing child porn. Yeah. Somebody in the Trump administration was. Oh, I didn't right? remember that. Mid-level staffer. I don't have it in front of me. I can't remember huh. his name. But people want to know after, or right. you can look it up. Um, you know, I mean, like a number of, of, of co-chairs, including the one in, right south of me in Kentucky, a judge, horrifying, um, of, of, of uh, Trump's uh, campaign was found to be sharing child porn. Love I mean, that. you know, like, yeah. no, has, has any, anybody connected to Biden in any way that I – not that I'm aware of. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Wow. Spring. Um, so, I mean, you know, yeah. it doesn't, it can't really mean anything. I mean, I know what yeah. you're saying. Like they think they believe it maybe, but they can't really, if they just ignore it all around them. No, no, no. I, I, but, but it's, it's that plausible deniability or whatever, not even that, whatever you want to call it, where they're able to totally uh, do a 180 on any belief they sincerely have. And it's, it's, again, it's cultish. It, it's, um, it's, it is 1984. It's the Soviets. It's, it's, right. Yes, I know today we said this, but tomorrow we will say this. And yesterday never existed. Commandant Brezhnev tells us that this is different, so we yeah. believe that. So yesterday mm -hmm. never existed. Yeah, anyway. Um, the uh, Actually, there was a really interesting – well, two things. McConnell's quote, which I thought was very funny, Mitch McConnell, uh, Senate Republican minority leader, and had a great quote uh, about all of this, and he said uh, – I found it completely discouraging to find a bunch of corporate CEOs getting in the middle of politics. My advice to corporate CEOs of America is to stay out of politics. I mean, Got honestly, any opinions on that, Cliff? I could go on for hours. Do corporate, I mean, C do corporate I CEOs? I wrote an article for the Washington Monthly. Oh, yeah. One of the first articles I ever published in 2004, warning people that if, you know, at the time Bill Frist was the Republican leader, that if Bill Frist as was what didn't run for re-election like he said he wasn't going to and Mitch McConnell became their leader that his whole this is you know again this is, we're now going back 15 17 however many years his whole persona had been built on the fact that he shook down corporations did whatever large corporate trade groups wanted him to do Mitch McConnell has there's literally ne in the history of this country probably never been a, a person worse at, I mean he signed on with amicus briefs for Citizens United for the, the, I can't remember the name of the one that came after that, that got rid of all individual uh, limits. There used to be an individual limit that even if you gave to the party, individual candidates, there was an overall limit of like 130,000 a year. That wasn't enough for McConnell. Right. He signed on to that case and helped right. get rid I mean, helped get rid of that. Like, but the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, do they get involved in politics at all? Not at all, never. Yeah. Does the my pillow guy or does the. Oh, that's, or, that's, actually, that's really, he's the perfect thing. <laughs> actually, that would be the. Put Mitch McConnell's quote over that guy's face holding a pillow. Or how about yeah. the Goya CEO? Yeah. 
I mean, again, but again, like, they lie well. They lie, they they, they, they like that's the thing country. That Mitch McConnell's superpower has always been is that Donald Trump is is a transparently bad liar and still gets away with it because they're so dumb. Yeah. Mitch McConnell's actually can look at you with a straight face and without bombast and completely yeah. lie. The shamelessness level it, it's it's astonishing, and like that's how he's destroyed the Senate. Yep. You know, it's like when he when he sits there and he refers to Democrats as going it alone and being partisan. And you're just like, uh, OK, yeah. Merrick Garland. Um, I mean, it, it's, it, you know, but th- that McConnell could utter those words again. Like, I think I tweeted out like that. That's like velociraptors starting a group, encouraging people to be vegans. Yeah. That's probably the only thing I can think of. So. Um, Amy, Amy Walter of Cook Political Report had an interesting observation about this whole corporate issue of all the because <clears throat> there have been a lot of companies now that have weighed in. Uh, about the, the voting rights stuff in Georgia. And um, she said, uh, Southern GOP governors boasted about stealing corporate jobs from high tax, high regulation states, meaning, you know, Northern blue right. states. California, right. But they are coming to realize that those blue state companies are bringing their cultural identity and their more liberal workforce with them. Womp and womp. Yep. That's exactly, that's very right. Very, I mean, it was when, very interesting observation. When these yeah. companies move to Georgia and they move to, to Texas, guess what? They're still Apple. Yeah, they're bringing their workforce with them, you know? which is often, again, these days, their workforces in, in places like Apple, if they're tech companies, are often young. Mean, you certainly have a college degree. Yep. There's a very good chance you may have a master's degree. Yep, but you're uh, young. And, yep. And these days, often that'll very tell you gay, that you're here too. Right, very gay tell, as well. Actually, the tech, sorry, go on. Yeah. That, I'll just say that'll tell you that you're much more likely to vote Democratic as as those with college degree are trending in our way in a huge way because they don't right. believe in medieval superstition, but they actually well, and, and we've uh, the the tech companies, for example, going back to the early '90s, they were very Microsoft, Apple, very cutting edge on LGBT rights at the time, gay rights, yes. uh, because they they felt they needed to be. Right. I mean, you did. You had a lot of gay people in tech early on, and they felt that to attract the best people, they had to be good on gay rights, even though early 90s, that was still kind of ooh, kind of edgy, you know, that your company is uh, recognizing domestic partners and things like that. Uh, so well, as an example, people, we passed Don't yeah. Ask, Don't Tell in 93, was it? 94. Yeah. So we were yeah. still saying you couldn't tell you were gay. I mean, that was progressive for the time. Trust us. Yeah. No, but no, it still was. Yeah. It yeah. still was. You could be gay. Just don't tell anybody in the military. Yeah. And so what, if that gives context to yeah. John's point about how oh, – and, and my point, though, too, is that you, you therefore had companies that had basically equal rights laws regarding employment and sexual orientation, for example, moving into states and cities where those protections didn't exist. So they were giving their employees more civil rights than the local government even gave them. That's the kind of – and therefore what we're talking about now – what kind of pressure might that exert when the local government starts doing bad things and the company that's there goes, no, 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 no. You know, we defend our black employees, our gay employees, our women, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's, yeah. Well, we've pointed this out before and we could, point out, had, we could point this out forever, right? Like Trump didn't want to go and live in Mar-a-Lago. He had to. Yeah. He's hated yeah. by all of New York in a way that he's he much as Manhattan. He yeah. was a clown before that, that I can tell you as someone who grew up in Manhattan, we always viewed him as an idiot and a clown and just pathetic, but he wasn't hated because of his, because of the politics the same way. Once he became a right wing nut, there was no place life left for him in Manhattan. People want nothing to do with him. It's one of the things that scared one of the Koch brothers. I can't remember which one I get them both mixed up. Maybe it's the one who's still alive away from 
like when they said we're going to get much less active in politics because they had people showing up when these guys would put their name behind something or an exhibit at like the National History Museum. People were like, we're not going to go anymore. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's why Mike Pence, you may remember this, John, when they were elected and he moved initially before he moved into the uh, Naval Observatory, when he moved to the D.C. area and they chose before they moved in. Uh, as a house, because he'd been governor and they didn't have a residence there uh, somewhere. I think it was Chevy Chase, Maryland. And they hmm. chose, of course, they chose this liberal area. And when Pence moved in, like half to two thirds of the people on the block put out rainbow flags in response. Oh. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it became a story because again, yeah. when, when places become more educated, cultured, whatever, yeah. they start believing like us and, and these right wingers, these right wing elites are such hypocrites because they don't want to live in the places where their people are. <laughs> You they want to live where the culture is. They want to live where people are educated. They don't want to move out to rural Nebraska and live there. We do a very bad job messaging on this. What you were just saying got me thinking. I, once again, our, our messaging, our messaging message that Cliff and I give. But think about it, Cliff. They always try to hit us with, you know, oh, Hollywood and all those intellectuals and everybody else. And I keep saying, well, so what you're telling me is all the best artists out there, the people most in touch with their feelings end up being liberals. The people who are most educated, who learn the most about the world and are perhaps even the smartest people who know the most about what's going on, they become liberals. Yeah. So, so hmm. maybe, I mean, right, but and again, we don't have the balls to do it because at the same time, oh, they'd say, remember when, uh, wasn't it Marco Rubio who, when Obama said he wanted to uh, make it so that every kid could go to college? And Rubio came out and said, that's offensive. You're saying that not going to college is a bad thing. I've got lots of constituents who haven't been to but college. you know what the response would be, John, they, on the messaging side? Hmm. Okay. Where do you live? Oh, right. You live in Miami. You chose one of the biggest, most educated, you know, parts of, of with the best job prospects and the most right. educated people and the most culture. Fine. You want to prove your point? Move out to rural Florida somewhere. Right. Move Panhandle to the Panhandle, or whatever, pal. Right? Yeah. Yeah, but he won't, yeah. of course, because they're all yeah. full of shit, and that's kind of my point. Which is, which is, you don't have to even say it the way you said. It. Well, the smartest people ever, whatever. It's when they're such hypocrites. Be like, why do you live in Miami? Then Miami has to vote. I have to look, but I'm sure Miami, the city itself, voted 75, 80 percent for Democrat. Why do you live there? I mean, you love rural culture so much. Move the fuck out there, right? right. You know, and they never do. Of course, like where did Ronald Reagan go after he was president to settle and have his library and have his office? He moved into Century City, literally right next to Hollywood in L.A. He didn't move to like, you know, right. the, the farm region of California. <laughs> right. Right. You know, I mean, like, this, right. this stuff's easily if we would ever respond with messaging and be like, right. why do you want to live near us so badly? What is it about us that you love so much, even though you right. complain about us? Right. I'd like to know. Right. right. You want our call. You want our Starbucks. Right. You want our universities. You want our restaurants. You want our you want museums. Our culture. Right. Yep. You want yep. you want all of that, and then you want to try to attack it and pretend you don't want it. But yep. but very few of you, I'm sure there's a few exceptions where I'm missing people, right. but very few of you are Ammon Bundy living out in the middle of rural whatever, where you know walking around in your in your camo, you know, and all of that, and embracing militia culture. Yep. I had a uh, <laughs> my allergies are bad today. I realized I went to the dentist yesterday, and I've got to get another crown, and I'm not thrilled. These fucking crowns are fourteen hundred dollars a piece. And as everybody probably knows, dental insurance is a big scam that pays for nothing. Dental insurance is a scam, so I, don't, I looked into it. I don't even get it. No, we don't have it. We don't have it for our family because well, you pay a, like two thousand dollars and you get two thousand dollars back. It's exactly it's it the pays most, for nothing. 
It's no... the most ridiculous. Uh, no, unless unless you work somewhere where, for whatever crazy reason, you've got actual good dental insurance. Oh, and even, yeah, and even that, gives me it. Sure. Well, no, but even that. When I was at the UN, we had dental insurance, but it still only paid up to two thousand a year. Now it was still it was something, you know. Right. But um, but no, well, these God, you don't reject two thousand dollars. I'm just saying, like. No. <laughs> but if you buy it on your own, you're going to pay two thousand in premiums for two thousand in coverage. It's ridiculous. You might as well just right. pay. But um, but I grind my teeth. I use the night guard. It's not enough. I must be doing it during the day. Now I've got to get my third freaking crown. They're fourteen hundred dollars each, and they last anywhere from two years to twenty years. And I will tell you're you, grinding your teeth, you need more drugs to relax you, John. That'll I'm solve it. Clip. Well, well, I use the night one, and now she's like, maybe you should use it during the day. I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like have the goddamn thing in my mouth twenty four hours a day now. But it's anyway very upsetting. But uh, but what I did realize. We had our dis- this will be our our next health discussion that isn't really a health discussion. This is just for, <laughs> this is just for uh, what's the word? Edu- not educational for fun education. purposes. But for what purposes? It's just fun. It's just fun what we're talking. Okay. We are not giving you medical advice. It's edge of fun, everyone. It's edge of fun. But I talked the other day about how uh, Google Benadryl and all of that, and you're going to start to read some stuff that might scare you about regular use of Benadryl, which I've been using for 20 years. Well. The Claritin and the Dexa, blah, 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 whatever that one's called, that are 24-hour drugs that were prescription and now are over-the-counter, uh, one of the side effects is you can grind your teeth. And I noticed this when I started using those instead of the Benadryl. I was just – I felt like I was grinding my teeth during the day. I Googled it. It's true. I mentioned it to Dennis yesterday, and she goes – Oh yeah. She goes, they never tell you about that. She goes, she goes, stop using them all together. I'm yeah. like, stop using my allergy pills. All if they together. tell you about it, John, it doesn't really help them with the marketing <sighs> of their product. Yeah. But I mean, so I get my allergy shots, but not using allergy pills altogether. So I'm sitting here, my head is itching as we speak. Cause I can't take my Benadryl. <laughs> I'm like, ah! and John coughs into the, into the mic. He's but, been, uh, it's he's very vaccinated. Scary. Very upsetting, though. I'm Didn't like, you get the J and J one? If I'm remembering correctly, John, I did. It's what they yeah, had. John's, what John's 100% vaccinated. I am 100% of my 75%. But yes, um, <laughs> I was going to yeah. tell you that. Yeah, I mean, there was, so I'll just say quickly. I don't want to go into some long thing, but we went to my father-in-law to his house for Easter. Him and his, I don't know what we call her, <laughs> girlfriend or friend. Um, and granddaddy's got a girlfriend. <laughs> a special, fr- a special friend. I still friend there you go. Um, and, but I mean, point is, we, kids went over, my wife and I, and my wife and I both had our first vaccines, our Moderna, um, which right. is a, a large percentage. That's like 80% of your, you know, if it comes from that. And they're both well, not what, only- What you mean is you already get a really good boost just from one shot is what you mean. Yes. Right? Okay. And they're both double vaccinated. And I, I'll be honest, like, it's the first time I felt comfortable in a room with, you know, it wasn't like I was sitting right up in their faces and breathing. Yeah. But just being in a room with people without masks is the first time I have in like over a year. It's a really strange feeling. I felt uncomfortable having coffee with my cousin and his wife last weekend, sitting at an outdoor cafe, but having my mask off with not strangers, but meaning strangers, like not somebody I live with. It was very disconcerting. It it was just, it felt very weird. It was was getting used to for some people. Weird. I'll tell you though, John. Like the pot, you know, the science is is still pretty clear on the fact that the the chances of you're getting it while outdoors is very so minuscule. Yes. I mean, the wind Correct. does such a good job of dispersing it. Yes, it's indoors that's the issue. That's the yes. problem. 
But I meant I wasn't even, it's not even a logical, well, logically I shouldn't have been worried anyway. Each of them had had one shot and I've had my full vaccination. It was just. But you're neurotic, John. We love you for that. I'm neurotic. It, it was the weirdness of sitting outdoors, at an, sitting at an establishment with two people I don't normally hang out with and none of us wearing masks. That was so culturally bizarre to me is what I mean, that it was uncomfortable it's gonna be weird and shocking. Agree. Because it's just, it's just, it's so new. The idea of going to a coffee shop is just weird to me now. Isn't it weird when you You see some, like, if you're watching shows on TV where people are doing it, and like, for a second cringe, you're like, they just hug each other, you know, like, from before, from before times. Shaking hands. Yep. Hugging. Every time they shake hands, I go, oh my God, it's, it's weird, like, that you notice it now. You do. Yeah. We're like, little. why I find it, you know, as somebody interested in studied history, I find it fascinating, like, you know, the part of our society that's going to change. What will be permanent and what will go back yeah. to being, are we going to shake hands with people we don't know? Are yeah. we going to bump elbows? Are we going to bow like they do in Japan? It's a lot cleaner to bow. <laughs> I don't know. I don't see us bowing here, but my point is, is that are we going to stop? You know, it's much more of an East Coast thing, I will tell you, having moved out to the Midwest. <clears throat> but in the East Coast, you, you know, you see somebody who may not be a close friend and you give them a kiss, hello, or goodbye on the cheek, men and women. I don't know if that's going to be going on as much anymore. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what changes. I don't know. Yeah. Or just a hug, like for women or something, just a quick little hug or something. I, you know, because one of the questions with that is when, when would it even pass the mark that that would be okay? Like, oh, we're still at the point where people are probably saying that's not really okay, even if you're vaccinated. So when would it be okay? And will you ever... Yeah, I think the CDC isn't. Did they say it, if you're vaccinated and your family member's vaccinated, it is okay now? I think they said what, that. What they said was you can hug, but one of the women I saw, uh, one of the doctors on TV, she says, but I wouldn't like, you know, make a thing of it. <laughs> Don't hang in there for a while. No, that's what she said. She goes, yeah, give the, the bro hug, do the quick yeah, pat hug. But she said, like, with your mom or something, she goes, yeah, give her a hug and a kiss, but I wouldn't kind of hang in there. And it was interesting because even she was like, but. You know, don't sit there for five minutes with your arm around mom. And it was like, even they're still worried. Obviously, they're still worried because the shots are not 100%. So the idea is a quick, uh, is, is. Oh, right. I saw an article, know. you know, just to pick one out. And I don't, I didn't read it. So I don't know if it's accurate or not. But, you know, trying to turn something like, like 100 people in Washington state found to get COVID after, you know, getting vaccinations. And I'm like, well, do you guys, have you guys like looked at the math? This isn't really hard to figure out. Like when they tell you something's only 92 or 93% effective, that means seven out of every other people will still get it. Um, Actually, uh, well, yeah, exactly. It's a weird, it was funny, by the way, I had a discussion on Twitter about this because the articles have been writing this very confusingly about what the vaccine efficacy or efficiency actually means. And what I found, and let's see if I can say this quickly in any way that makes sense. But I was thinking, for example, Maybe it was my J- my Johnson and Johnson, like seventy five percent, and I said, okay, so that means twenty five percent of us will get the will get COVID anyway, even though we got the shot. And they were like, no, 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 no. It means compared to the placebo group, you will have seventy five percent fewer infections than the placebo group got. You've been listening to a free excerpt of the Unprecedented podcast. To hear the rest of the show and hear all of our past shows and support our work as independent media, please go to patreon.com slash unprecedented podcast and become a subscriber for as little as $5 a month. 
You can have all of our old episodes, see all of our Zoom interviews, and support the great work that we hope you think we're doing promoting the democratic and liberal agenda. Thanks so much for joining us, folks. See you next episode.